This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Own Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOwnManSaid.com. Joining me to discuss a fine away win after a very interesting away loss in Poland, which I've just managed to escape from. I've just got back after having a flight cancelled. But anyway, joining me, Mr. Chris Bird, Mr. Phil Shaw. Welcome. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you doing? Are you glad to be home finally? Glad to be away from the ground? As soon as I sat down in front of this mic, suddenly I had a, a wave of exhaustion just flow through me. I felt I felt the same on Friday morning when I got home. Yeah, but that's because you had a 6am flight. <laughs> yeah, it was grim. <laughs> Mine was just, they were trying to break my, my spirit, but they failed. But no, I, I stayed a little bit longer, but then I got a four-hour train from Warsaw to Wroclaw to get a cheaper flight home. And that was an evening flight, and then suddenly that was put back to 11 at night, meaning you're coming back the next day. And then that was subtly cancelled. And then it was uh, we had to wait a day in the hotel uh, across the road from the airport. But we will get into uh, the Poland trip in more detail. I mean, the idea was I would have come back a day earlier. We would have We'd have done a show about the Polish experience and then cracked on with this one. But we'll record that one earlier this week because it's worth a, uh, a discussion because it was it was kind of eye opening as well, wasn't it? In in many ways, just to see very much so to see a yeah, home so. fan base and a and a home atmosphere that really. I mean, after about five minutes, the Villa away end really kind of gave up, didn't we? Well, you're belting it out. You're like, we're not, we're just pissing in the wind here. <laughs> Literally. So it was just like, yeah, go for it, lads. I mean, they were on another level to anything. I've experienced Villa playing in terms of uh, away, because Villa's reputation as uh, away fans is is solid and a, and a really good one. But it's always yeah, in yeah. the context of shitty library, Premier League home fans. And you realise very quickly at Warsaw, it's like, whoa. 
and it's you know it's the same in Germany as well. Those atmospheres. Without going into too much depth on the trip, you know, we we got dropped at the away, at the home end, didn't we? Where, where their ultras are, yeah. and we're walking around the ground at a fair distance from the ground at this point. Yeah. And it's deafening outside the ground. Yeah, and this you is way, walk way up before the, steps. the kick off. Yeah, you walk up the steps into the away end just as they're unfurling their big gorilla thing, and you're like, wow, fucking hell. You know, they were told not to use pyro, right? and the UEFA were like really clamping down, so that was missing. But you know, to be frank, you know, they didn't really need it. One thing that was useful on the Polish trip was my NordVPN account, which came in handy when my flight back from Poland was delayed and then cancelled. So at least I could access my subscriptions to watch shows and films while I waited at NordVPN are supporting the My Old Man Said podcast by offering listeners a bumper deal where you can get an extra four months free on top of huge savings if you want to ensure the privacy of up to six devices while you are browsing and also change your virtual location. NordVPN allows users to watch sporting events, films and TV shows that aren't available in their region by switching their location to a country where they can watch it. Perfect for those untelevised English football 3pm kickoffs or in Villa's case, those Sunday 2pm kickoffs. To grab our exclusive discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash moms. You'll also get four months off for free, and there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. You'll find the link in the episode description notes. Thank you very much. Villa News. First there was the terrace view, now there is the lower grounds apparently, which shits on the tradition of the lower grounds, which what's uh, Villa Park used to be called before it became Villa Park, and they're using it to sell more s- hospitality. And this one is a real stinker, because the Holt Suite has been pretty much included in what being a season ticket holder is, it's something somewhere where season ticket holders can have a drink before and after the game. And was quite useful for meeting people and having a drink with people you haven't seen for a while or whatever after the game as well. And you could have a drink while the the crowds also uh, dissipated. And the fact that they didn't say before the season, before you bought your new season ticket, that uh, it was disappearing. And they were saying, oh yeah, it's, it's closed for renovations. And that's all they were saying. I think that is out of order. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, in a world of consumer law taken that really taken the piss and if you wanted a refund from your season ticket because you've considered that as part of it i think you have good grounds to get it well that's a very tangible perk as well yeah you know this isn't like oh sorry we're gonna have to start charging you to watch reserve team games or something this is this is a tangible thing that a lot of people use but you know mate, a lot of people are complicit if you say you know if you say this on twitter they'll be going mm, we've got to build a squad to compete at the you know highest level and it's like well these are the same apologists who would be probably wearing a Saudi shirt, you know, if they were a Newcastle fan and going to St. James's to support Saudi Arabia and not even questioning what was happening there. It's absolute bullshit. You create a culture, you, you don't gentrify the whole tent. If you build up the whole tent to have a proper atmosphere, you'll never, ever get to the levels of what we saw in Warsaw. And no, you're Dorman, with that. But if it did, then you've got a tangible asset that will have people coming to Villa to see that. You'll get your mass social media coverage as well, and it will build the brand of the club. And they, and this is why you know, I explain this to Heck. There's there's more than one way of skinning a cat in terms of making money, and this was this is one that you don't shit on supporters. 
and milk them, you actually create a culture at Aston Villa that becomes you know unique in the Premier League because there is room to do that. I mean, Newcastle are going for it because the, the the club sees this and the club are getting behind all the initiative of the fans. But, yeah. you know, most Villa fans just, you know, if it's TIFOs, they're waiting for the club to do it. Anyway, moving on. Injury updates. Moreno, not quite back yet, is he? No, well, he, we, we, obviously because we got locked in the ground in Warsaw, we, soon, we saw him doing quite a bit of running, didn't we, after the game? Yeah. But you, you didn't know if that was because he just, you know, he has to get some miles in the tank or whatever it may be. But not um, on but, the but, sheet but, for yeah, uh, but Chelsea. Wasn't, wasn't even, yeah, he wasn't even on the bench. Carlos and Traore aren't too far off, but we're not 100% sure. I know Ramsey took a bit of a whack at Chelsea, but you'd hope might be well enough to uh, get some more minutes against Everton and then obviously ahead of Brighton next week, which is a big game. Yeah, hopefully we'll see uh, Moreno play some of the Everton game. Well, I won't say it in person because I'm not paying uh, those prices uh, for for a game that's just going to be uh, a half-assed selection, I think. And Olsen in goal. <laughs> Ooh. Meanwhile, Villa apparently broke UEFA rules with Emery turning up late for a presser as they landed late in Poland. Newcastle United have had the same fate of late arrivals due to weather. Apparently United did as well, Man U did as well. No punishments really, is there? It's just warnings. Yeah, yeah. especially for a first defence, especially because it's been a while since Villa had to worry about yeah. for a UEFA press conference. Cons has signed a five-year contract extension, which is an indication of what Emery obviously thinks of him. He's, that's two thumbs up. I take that as. Yep. Also, you know, there's a cost of, if you were wanting to replace Konza, you, you're paying to get a better player. It, it's not, you know, not easy because he's, no. uh, he's definitely he's been uh, good. up there. So that just makes sense, full stop. Mentioning Everton, expected attendance. I mean, at the moment, below 30. Comfortably comfortably they'll be lucky to get above 25 as things stand yeah i mean i bumped into the uh head of ticketing and we had a conversation about this and i I couldn't explain the logic to you on here because it made no sense i said so why and what she said well because you know we played we played everton recently so you kind of got to match that and you're like well no if we just played the same team a few weeks ago it's it's the opposite i don't understand uh, how you consider that logic anyway uh, i said you know season ticket holders have gone from this game costing zero you know if it was last season to now silly money and i said there should have been some reduction there because, you know, I'm not going to it as, you know, a matter of principle. It's just, I don't see the value. The amount of games that they put out half a team, you say in the week running up, the manager comes out and says, oh yeah, we're taking this seriously. And then you see the team sheet and you go, yeah, right. So, you know, I'm not a sucker. But uh, they said, yeah, maybe in hindsight, we should have had, you know, five pounds off for uh, season ticket holders. And I'm saying, no, 10 at least. Come on. Meanwhile, on loan, Louis Barry, he's still alive, has scored six in four for Stockport. Is that his level? That's uh, open to debate, but more of him later. Meanwhile, the under-21s beat Sutton United on pens after a two-all draw in the EFL trophy, while the under-18s beat the Baggies 7-1. I mean, we've been looting the Baggies' uh, best players for the last three or four years, so uh, and they still w- would beat us, but now, finally, uh, it's bearing fruit. I mean, we just take, we just buy their players just so we can get to a stage where we can beat them in an under-18s under game, I think, is it's the logic. <laughs> yeah, well, we've been buying the younger players, so this is the, now you're seeing the fruits of the labour. Yeah, Rory Wilson scored his second hat-trick of the season. It's interesting to keep tabs on him. I mean... As a kid in, in Scotland, you know, he was the kind Very of bright hope, wasn't he, of the future. 
So we shall see. Hopefully he's not just another Brad Young who scored a load of goals yeah. and then the inevitable uh, disappearance to a lower league setup. Uh, meanwhile, four 14-year-old boys have been arrested after throwing a gas canister at the Villa bus uh, when they were leaving Burnley after the game at Turf Moor, you may remember. So uh, I don't know, uh, in terms of uh, punishments or whatever, I mean, I can find out. Now, three points. Point number one, it all kicked off in Ajax. I mean, we always mention on this show how Dutch domestic team fans are, are like terrorise uh, when they go away from home. But uh, here the Ajax fans just terrorise their own stadium. Yeah, and it's a beautiful ground as well. Great stadium as well. Uh, when they were 3-0 down against Feyenoord before half time (laughs) Mm -hmm. so tell me what happened well as you said there they were 3-0 down before half time and Ajax haven't been performing well this season the game was initially stopped at the end of the first half from flares being through onto the pitch but then it resumed and there was nine minutes of stoppage time in it but it kicked off again the trouble in the 55 minute and then it was decided that would be the match would be suspended after more flares were thrown on but it was after that that the real sort of damage started to happen because there was riot police and horses and clashes with fans and a stand down but there's social media videos going around of the Ajax fans like storming into their own stadium, kicking in the glass doors and damaging the turnstiles. Imagine trying to put a terrorist view in that stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how that uh, pans out and what the repercussions are. Meanwhile, do not forget about Manchester City's 115 charges, but uh, it's now being discussed at government level. This is after The Athletic actually have uh, done some good work yep. by requesting Freedom of Information Act uh, on all correspondence between the parties of the government and the embassy in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were discussing the charges, interestingly, it was turned down, wasn't it? Because of the disclosure of information detailing our relationship with the United Arab Emirates government could potentially damage the bilateral uh, relationship between the UK and the UAE. The Athletic have since appealed the decision, but that's what it's all about. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's unusual for a Freedom of Information Act to be ter- to be declined like that. Usually they just throw out something or they give them something and say, right, here's the info, do what you will with it. But this isn't new news. You know, I've known about this for ages, the fact that it was going to uh, upset the relationship between the UK. I think even Boris Johnson has mentioned it at, at some time. Well, I mean, as, as you said, if the, if the Athletic managed to get something out of this and get City charged, I'll, I'll buy a lifetime subscription. Yeah, there's the challenge. But this is, I mean, this is what journalism should be doing, is challenging because this is just being swept under the carpet by the government because they don't want to rock the boat and they don't want, they've obviously had their pockets filled and they don't want to rock the boat on this. So Manchester City can just get away with it. And if they get away with it, it's just a precedent and it will always happen. Uh, Meanwhile, point number three, the future of FIFA's Interactive World Cup appears to uh, be bleak because uh, obviously uh, EA and FIFA kind of fallen out there's no such thing as fifa 24 this season uh, but our resident geek phil shaw can just f- <laughs> wrap this up yeah well i mean it, it's pretty simple it's a, the e world cup had been contested using the fifa game as a platform but once um fifa and ea sports who make the game fell out fifa had promised to have their own game ready for 2024 they said 16 months ago that they were engaging with leading game publishers to develop a new fifa simulation game for 2024 but there's still no sign of it and of course gianni infantino today i feel like a gamer said in may 2022 i can assure you that the only authentic real game that has a fifa name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans 
Yeah, they needed really to bring that out at the same time as, uh, what do they call it, FC? Yeah, EAFC, and that, that's it. Yeah. To, make, to make things worse for FIFA, EA Sports are going to run their own alternative World Cup with their new game. I mean, yeah. there, there was a simple solution. FIFA could have just went to the old Pro Evo game and bought them over, but no. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, let's get to this Chelsea game, shall we? Yes. Let's do this. I was still in Poland when this was happening. Good job. I mean, I I wasn't going to go to this game anyway, but if it was a a Villa Park game, then uh, I would have been seriously pissed off. Uh, But... For those Villa fans who were actually on the plane with me, I think when we took off, or around the time we took off, we knew it was nil-nil at half-time, and uh, they were down to 10 men. So then it was all about landing in Birmingham, and then flicking on and seeing if finally Villa had learnt a way to dispatch 10 men, which Dean Smith struggled with, and uh, I think a few other Villa managers before him. They needed a result after what happened in Warsaw, where obviously they started the Europa Conference League as favourites for it. A bit different now. Yeah. Realism has kicked in. I mean, you know, I'll hold my hand up. I expect Villa to be in that tournament to win it. There's no uh, shirking from that. I, st- I still think I still think they feel they are. I, I think they've had a bit of a reality check, but they'll, it'll, it'll, they'll certainly learn quickly. Yeah, but also Villa were in seventh. And you, these are one of the games where you think, actually... Regardless of Ming's Buendia, we, we're still taking care of business against the teams lower than us. But now we're in a little interesting uh, period where we're playing Chelsea and Brighton back-to-back, and these are teams that are going to be competing with us. And if you can start getting results against them, then you start to propel yourselves up. If we haven't got the defence, for example, to get things from Newcastle and Liverpool away, you still hope that you're good enough to take care of business against Chelsea, you, you know, strong enough to go to Chelsea and, and be a threat to win it. And Chelsea went into that game. They had a few injuries, didn't they? I know Pochettino is always moaning about his injuries at the moment. I think that's kind of fair comment, I suppose. Well, for, for, you know, for a team with such a big squad, they have been fairly depleted. I mean, our bench looked better than theirs, if anything, because you just, you've just you heard of half the guys mm-hmm. on our bench. 
So there's another incentive where you've got to take care of a team that just looks like a bunch of clones with silly hairstyles, really. <laughs> Some of them are shockers as well. But it's like, <laughs> if, if, if we want to be where we say we want to be as a club, you need to be dispatching plucky little mid-table teams like Chelsea. Well, when you play mm-hmm. a team and it's on its knees in terms of injuries and when it goes I mean we'll get to it but when they go down to 10 men you've got to you've got to seize the opportunity like when we went to Anfield I mean Liverpool are a live dog for the title race but they had a potential weakness at centre back and that it was our chance and you know in the end we just got swatted away but I didn't see the first half so I'm not going to come I mean I've seen highlights but I'm not going to uh, pretend uh, I mean one thing we do always give you is honesty so, so it's how did it tonight. open up boys <laughs> Well, it was back to more like the you know the, the Palace lineup. We, we we expected after the you know, the Warsaw game that he would make changes. There were very few surprises actually in the in the team. The only real surprise was that Moreno wasn't on the bench, um, which obviously we mentioned. You know, he said after the game that you know that he wasn't wasn't quite ready. Chelsea were lively. How did Villa set up? Were they playing the high line? You know, what no, was Villa were, yeah. I would say Villa were playing quite deep. They were sitting back and waiting for Chelsea to come on to them because Chelsea did start quite lively. I mean, the thing about them. All those individual players, I mean, they don't really have a, a sort of cohesive attacking unit, but they are all very good individuals. So they seem to they, like they've m- got speed, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Mudrick against Cash and Sterling against Dean. I thought Sterling against Dean was going to be really the, the contest of the game, but um, Dean handled himself quite well from early on. And Sterling was lively, wasn't he, to be fair? So you're confirming to me that uh, Villa did sit deeper. Basically, they knew the high line was in peril, uh, you know, against well, Sterling, etc. Loosely, they played deep at times, but then they they sort of worked their way up the field yeah. <laughs> as the game went on, the lo- and the line got higher and higher and higher. Yeah, I think as Emery realised he wanted to squeeze. Yeah, they very quickly realised that they had the beating of the Chelsea midfield very easily. The beating of the Chelsea midfield. There was one moment early on in the first half where Douglas Louise got the ball, and I think he took it around about four Chelsea players, including their through him. Yeah, they're very expensive. Casado and Enzo Fernandez. I think what two hundred and twenty million for the pair of them. And he just walked around them. And he did that numerous times. Did he walk or did he waltz? He waltzed, waltzed. I'd say. <laughs> and, you know, and Chelsea had chances. Um, you know, Martinez had a good... Uh, we'll come on to Martinez specifically shortly. But he had, he, had, he had a couple of really big saves in the first half. It was kind of throughout the game, the battle of the two goalies. Like Sanchez in goal for Chelsea made two absolutely brilliant saves. There was a dipping volley from Dino when a, a header got cleared out. Great effort, really good save. And Zaniolo had another one, didn't he, where it kind of it got headed back from a corner at the far post and he's helped it on its way back, but at pace, another really good save. The Dean one was like, it was a thing, of, it was like poetic beauty. Uh, it would be, it would have been like a perfect volley if it had gone in. I'm thinking both of those, because they're hit by, you know, the two volleys hit with pace. If they were, let's say, a bit more to the side of Sanchez, uh, he's got a problem. Yeah, it was. They were just close enough that he could sort of put his arm out at stretch. Um, I think gets, the Dina ones. Is, sorry, the Zaniola one because he's a bit closer. I think he's hit it at such pace that is a brilliant save. Yeah, Dina. I that. think he sees it coming a bit more. So the Zaniola is warming up, isn't he? Yeah, he has. He has moments in games. He, he, he still frustrates a little bit. He frustrated me a lot in, in Warsaw. Um, he's, he's got lots of nice little touches, but you're just looking for consistency in him to do the simple things well. But when he does, he's got some really nice touches around the penalty area, and you can see him being a really useful addition to the squad. You want to see him use his power a bit more directly. Yeah, he's a big guy, but he's 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 not dominant at all. You know, but Chelsea was sort of a live threat throughout the game and had a couple of chances. Now they had the ball in the net, header from across, which was correctly chalked off. 
strangely though, the, the, to, the, we ended the first half, three minutes were given, the referee only played a minute and a half and got resoundingly booed off by the fans and surrounded by the Chelsea team. And towards the end of the first half, they were just getting up ahead of steam and Martinez had made a, a brilliant save. Yeah. The referee didn't shower himself in glory the whole game, but we'll get on to that shortly. But I mean, there was the one that baffled in the first half was Sterling ran in the look at Dean and basically almost broke his nose with a, a, a flail and arm, knocked Dean down. Dean gets booked and the VAR was checking Sterling for violent conduct. So it's, I mean, what, what you just wonder what's going on. And all these, yeah, it's a strange one. You just think, just just give the foul, and we'll all get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a weird one. We don't even need to talk about referees now because the default yeah. setting is it's just just ruining the games. Yeah, but you know, at, at half time, I would say it was a very kind of fifty fifty game. You know, Villa had had a couple of good chances. Chelsea were a live threat, and they start certainly started the second half better. Martinez again made a really good save. Sterling sort of another ball over the top. Villa's high line actually in the, the second half very nearly caused them a few problems, didn't it, Phil? Where there was probably three or four opp- opportunities Chelsea made by just putting the ball in behind, and um, yeah, they had you know, they had they had Martinez to key to moment. What, what's your verdict? Was it yellow or red? Because red, it's red. It's a it's a twenty twenty three Premier League red is what it is. Yeah. It's not an old school red because he yeah, just, no, yeah that's, that, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, he get, yeah, he gets a, he does get a yeah he gets a little bit of the ball, but he gets so much of the man and he goes right over the top that it's that's always going to get given as a red. Yeah, now you knew there had been a bad tackle because there was just the sudden sharp, sharp stop of Dean when he was sort of like on the movement. You knew oh there's yeah, a connection. You saw his him. leg, well his ankle, it like bends, and you you mm-hmm. know in slow mo you think uh, you know he's potentially out there considering his injury record for Villa since he's been at the mm. club. Maybe he's already got a bit of metal in that angle. Maybe it's it's yeah, him. probably yeah, bionic ankle. But yeah, you know that's sort of you know. But this is the test now, isn't it? You, you've got to take care of business here. Yeah, and, and it kind of it, it sort of stopped the flow a little bit because Chelsea at that point were on top, um, and you thought Villa are kind of it's a bit of a rearguard action here, and we, we're we're trying to grow back into the game, similar to a couple of other games where Villa have been in the game, come out in the second half, and just failed to turn up. It felt like another sort of, you know, a bit like the Warsaw game, you know, you, you get away from it at halftime to all and you think, right, get your shit together at halftime, go out and push on and they didn't. The red card kind of changed it and Villa grew back into the game and then we get the Just going back to that red away. card, do you think if he had a decent haircut he would have been sent off? <laughs> I, I think that was playing helps. in the ref's mind. It was like, I've got to get one of these hairstyles off. I can't, I can't look at this haircut anymore. It's an it's, absolute shock. It's everywhere, everywhere I look. I need I need to get rid of one of them at least. Yeah, dreadful. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then we get the break away goal yeah but what i would say before that is pochettino was brought into this chelsea team because he is apparently a great tactician he did great work at spurs but not so great work everywhere else i suppose he was okay at southampton the change he made after the red card or the sort of like the combination of changes that were baffling because you have enzo fernandez probably for at one time the most expensive player that would be transferred into the Premier League, who was having an oak. I know I said Douglas Louise waltzed around him, but he was probably st- he's still like a what you would call a senior player for Chelsea because he's won the World Cup. He's a good midfielder. Yeah. They take him off, and all of a sudden, it's like they bring Chilwell on and they take Mudrick off as well. So Chilwell's, you can see why they did that. Chilwell's giving you a bit of experience, but it just left this sort of like chasm of space in the middle, as if Louise and Kamara hadn't already been schooling them in the midfield. That left even more room in the midfield, and you saw that whenever the breakaway goal happened, because the ball came out from Villa and it landed with uh, Thiago Silva, who made his one mistake of the whole game and it cost them. But there was no midfield at Chelsea at all. They were all they're all out wide. Or they're all up front. I mean, it was just, it was a baffling decision to take off probably their best midfielder. Yeah. And then Diaby walks through the gap in the middle. Nice pass to Watkins. First shot's blocked. You know, instinctive, just smashes it through the keeper, through his legs. And 
you know, cue the usual chaos in the way in. But it's a, a really good moment for Watkins because it was one of these ones, as we've said, he didn't have to think about too much. It was a real That's when he's good, shot. as we always yep. say. Yep. And, and it's past the goalie before he knows it. It's through his legs and in. So and, you're not uh, faulting point, San- Sanchez there? No, no, I don't think so. But Tight angle, though. If that went past Martinez, would you be... Uh... You'd be saying the keeper shouldn't be getting beaten from there, but it, it really catches him off off yeah. guard it just flies yeah. past him before he even sees he, it he's already sort of um he was setting himself for the shot that was blocked by the defender that it came back so he's sort of like already off balance and Watkins just yeah. doesn't even think hits it straight away again but yeah what Watkins when it's instinctive is it's like a different you wouldn't have ever a problem with him it's, it's only when you put him through and he has to think about it yep and give yeah. him more than like uh, a split second, then he, he almost degrades as a striker by about 50%. Yeah, it's strange in that sense, but it it certainly lifted the team and Villa at that point thought, right, are they going to push on and go for the second year or are they going to manage the game? We had that kind of weird stick and twist thing, especially playing against 10 men. Huffed and puffed a bit and there was, you know, Ra- um, Ramsey came on, played reasonably well. I thought he took a bit of a whack, which was but a when worry. When you go 1-0 up and, and you're against 10 men, it, it's pretty much you've done the job there because you can manage the game in theory. Well, which in, we in, did fairly well, but Chelsea still, still had chances. Yeah, in theory, you managed the game, but there was one ball from Chelsea, a diagonal, and it, it caused Villa problems the whole game. I mean, the the one that caused them the most trouble was the diagonal over to the, the Chilwell, who was who through score, with really. Martinez and... You know, he, he did more things right, but Martinez pulled out a brilliant save. Yeah. And then when you know, when you see eleven minutes of injury time added, you thought, thinking, "Oh, fucking hell, this is going to be a long, a long period." Where Villa weren't really going for the breakaway much. You know, we'd made the made the right changes, I think, and he brought Dendonka on, which I think is a good move at that point in the game. Yeah, yeah, there was a brilliant bit by Emery whenever um, it got to this stage, and Duran and Dendonka had obviously been ball watching when they were warming up, and he went tearing down the touchline started screaming at Duran and then Donker you know get on, get ready get ready you're going on now yeah oh the 11 minutes of injury time was just that was, was sort of like the witching hour it was like crazy time for the the referee everything went wrong I mean Villa had a uh, a breakaway when the one of their players were brought down and the referee just for some reason didn't play advantage and Villa were left two against one at the back and they brought yeah, it back Bailey would have essentially card. been through <laughs> yeah then Further on in the injury time, the Chelsea weren't trying to put the ball into the box. It hits Duran on the shoulder, almost the face. That's how high up his shoulder it hit him. And he, he gives a free kick. So you're you're just starting to think to yourself, as well as the 11 minutes of injury time, which it probably wasn't, you're then thinking to yourself, what, what, what's next? What's coming next? It's, everything just seemed to be... We've got like, Perslow in the away end. Uh, you know, yeah. what the hell is happening yeah. here? So, I mean, it's, just, it's one of those games. So it's almost felt at the end. I mean, Villa didn't get out at really go through the gears to win this game. They didn't need to. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, we were saying a match club, it's one, you, you can't, while it's a good win for Villains, it's a headline grabbing win, you can't really tell what level they're at coming out of this game because Chelsea are just no, it, it was it was the it was the epitome of got the job done on the road you know the fact you, you you win and likely your goalkeeper's the man of the match sort of speaks for itself and I think if Chelsea would have got anything their keeper would have been as well we're going to find out where we are with Brighton and I think uh, you know when you look back at this game Watkins scoring is vital because he needs to be on it I mean when he scored he put his fingers in his ears so uh, he's obviously referring to he's conscious of a certain level of criticism and now, I mean, we've got three home games, but I think the key one out of all those three is the Brighton game. I mean, we've obviously yeah. got to take care of business against Zrinsky or else we're in real trouble in terms of qualifying uh, from that group. But 
in terms of what you just said about you don't know where we were because of uh, a Chelsea being a man down and not really Villa needing to, you know, they kind of, let's say, half managed the game. They didn't really need to uh, kick on. I think against Brighton, we will have to see a semblance of Villa playing really well to win that game. Just because Brighton, you know, they're, they're a beast that's not dying. They can sell all their players. They still have yeah. the same principles ingrained this, in them this season yeah. so far. But, but they fell foul of the Europa League, just like Villa did. They're not used to yeah, that and, European competition. And they lost They lost in the same manner, didn't they? But that's the Europa League. They, they, they beat Manchester United in the Premier League at Old Trafford. So this is my reference point in terms of how it's going to be. Uh, you know, they're pretty comfortable up there above us in the league as well. So it's going to be interesting. Emery's response, I think his main thing at the moment is sorting out that defence because I think attacking I think we're fine I mean even if we get beat against Leisure Warsaw you know we're still scoring goals and on another day frankly we should have had a draw really we wasted a lot of chances yeah well we we didn't have a draw or a win mainly because of our defensive yeah fuck ups key stat key stat of the game was that was Villa's first away clean sheet since the 1st of April this year when it was also a win against Chelsea well that's that's astounding because the away form is really good under Emery so you but then again, I suppose April, that's one of those stats where you're forgetting there's the summer of no games, isn't there? <laughs> so really, it's only like two or three months, really, isn't it? But with the, with, I think with the, with the context of how we finished the season and what we ended up achieving, uh, the Chelsea game was the one that kicked it into life. And you thought, oh, we must have gone away and got results. But actually, our away form towards the end of that season, and obviously the start of this season, has been a little bit spluttery. So it's a, it's a good moment. Fancy Premier League player of the game. Well, it's Mr. Ollie Watkins with nine points. Back at it. Is he worth mm-hmm. putting in your team just yet? I don't know. No, because then that's bad luck. No Villa players. Right. Uh, time for Media Muppets. <laughs> Redham Phil, what's in the trough this week while we've been in Poland? This week, it's all been been about Villa loan players or options to replace Ollie Watkins. I'm going to I'm going to shoulder some of the blame for this because I compared <laughs> the criticism of of him last week to Harry Maguire, and all of a sudden everybody thinks he needs replaced. Maybe I'm sticking his fingers in the ears was it at me, but sorry, Ollie, we've got mm-hmm. the desired result anyway. Um, first off the rank was Louis Barry. And this came from Team Talks headline. What, as a contender to replace yeah, as a contender. Him. Well, people online took it as a contender from the the headline from Team Talk. Their headline was Aston Villa ready to bring back star as Emery sees real value in outstanding twenty year old talent. Six goals recently at Stockport had some Villa fans thinking he was being recalled because Watkins was going through a bad patch. But it's not to be recalled to play for Villa; it's to be recalled for a better loan. And but that's what the piece goes on to say. Or do you think maybe the replacement for Watkins is going to come from the buyback crew? Um, <laughs> Tom Colmos of the Daily Mail thinks the buyback clauses are double the transfer fees. So that means if Villa had to buy Archer back, it would be forty million. Aaron Ramsey thirty million, or Philogene Bidias ten million. I don't think they're coming back, folks. Yeah, I don't think you'll ever see them again at those prices. No way. No, but staying with Ollie Watkins, I think that that's what we're going to see moving forward this week. I think there was a couple of things put out in Twitter and sorry, X rumors about Chelsea looking to buy Watkins or AC Milan interested in buying Watkins. So that's obviously the agent putting the failures out. And Emery addressed this, the contract situation after the match. He goes, I am concerned and we are working on it, said Emery. We are in touch. We are talking. So I think that's what you're going to hear all week in the press. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said it before on Watkins in terms of these negotiations. It's like players obviously want improved contracts, but I understand from Villa's point of view, you want to see improved performances from the player. Now, at the moment, he hasn't done anything above par 
of the first season where he scored like 14 goals and he, you know, had a few unfortunately varred out and he hit the post so many times that he thought, yeah, there's definitely a 20 goal a season player in there. But he hasn't really done anything over that par yet, has he, of like 14, 15 goals a season. And here we are. He scored his first goal of the season. And, you know, this is only his second goal in 13 games. So it's all right sitting in around the table saying, I want more money to stay. But you've got to improve what you're doing on the pitch to make those negotiations go a bit easier. You've got to continue your improvement like the rest of the team slash clubber. Yeah, and while he is very important to the way they play at the moment, he's not irreplaceable because ultimately you want somebody who scores and you can rely on more. I mean, if you want improved wages, try taking a fucking penalty. Hmm. <laughs> Scoring penalties. Yeah, I mean, he's, pardon. he's like 50%, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's being generous maybe. So that's why uh, it's not a, a no-brainer from Villa. There are concerns even though he's a good player. But when you're getting around the negotiation table and it's crazy money, then you you have to look at it seriously. Before we go on, a big shout out to the My Man Said members. As per usual, thank you very much for listening to the shows, joining us in Match Club and providing inspiration when it comes to club meetings, etc. Special thanks to uh, Anton, who signed up uh, this week as a My Man Said member. As a My Man Said member, you do get access to ad-free shows, which you will be able to now access on Spotify due to a little switch we're making. You'll also get extra shows due to uh, travelling, etc. There's been a bit of a delay, but there's a backlog of those on their way. And, of course, the golden ticket of Match Club which has, as well as a 24-7 access to all kinds of things, we will be meeting up for the Everton game for a a live show of sorts, where we'll also discuss an additional uh, meeting coming up uh, with a fan advisory board with uh, Chris Heck, a a virtual bolt-on to the one we had uh, before the Crystal Palace game uh, a couple of weeks ago. But if you want more details about becoming a My Man Said member and also to sign up, please do go to myomansaid.com and click on the members link in the menu there. If you're on a mobile device, you can access the menu by clicking on those three lines. Thank you very much. News just in. The Ajax, is it director of football that's been sacked? Yes. Who was that? I'm str- struggle with the pronunciation. Sven Mislintat. Mislintat? Miss Lintat. So a sacrifice thrown on the fire there to appease the raging Ajax fans. We support a club. They'd never be fans up in arms anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the sad thing. But more of that in future episodes. Right. Conversations about field tilts at the airport. Must be the influence of Emery's clipboard. <laughs> we may have to uh, get back into uh, field tilt, but at the moment we are focusing on... Scott Hogan and Wesley touch count. Now, how many ahead are you, Phil Shaw? Five. Is it, time? Is it time for a Chris Bud fight back? I hear you cry. You don't hear me cry, but other people might. <laughs> so, scores on the doors ahead for this week. We were only going to base it on the weekend's games. Birmingham played Friday night and played out a 0-0 draw against QPR while Stoke got beat by Jaden Philogen's Hull City 3-1. Phil went for 48 combined touches. Chris went for 40. Now, Hogan played 
70 odd 70 odd minutes before he got hooked came on as a sub actually in the uh, the game in midweek where he only managed two touches but in those 70 minutes before he got hooked i think he got hooked because he's back to his old ways he only managed 10 oh touches dear. oh scott oh no meanwhile in stoke <laughs> wesley was on fire four shots three on target couldn't his efforts though couldn't ultimately uh, stem the flow of defeat but he managed 29 so christopher what's your middle name james james bud only one off with 39 mm, wow. he's he's the fight back is on he's pinged one he's, on he's the board. pinged one in the top bins <laughs> five one might help if i uh looked ahead to next week to find out who uh these ragamuffin teams are playing. Maybe we should go for field tilts. We'll talk field tilt next Let's week, talk field tilt instead. Uh, Wesley, Wesley's going to have the bigger field tilt. You know that. He's a bigger lad. <laughs> <laughs> Stoker away at Bristol City. Meanwhile, well, uh, Birmingham. Yeah, Norwich. Now, uh, I think, was was Hogan rested again in their midweek game just because, obviously, they played two games in the week? Who knows? So, uh, with that in mind, what's your uh, touch count predictions? From, I'm going to I'm gonna go the same, actually. I'm going to go 40. You're going to do this every week? No. In fact, I'm going to go 38. Cool. I'm changing my mind. I'm going less. Oh, there you go. Because they're both bit away of, from bit home. Bit of variation. Yeah. Philip Shaw. In case that is your real name. It is. 43, I'm going. 43. Right. Lock in your guesses, listeners, as well, and we will adjourn next week to discover if Bud really is on a genuine fight back. Right. Uh, any any fallout from uh, the week's action? I think it's just it's, it, it's sort of setting ourselves up nicely for an interesting sort of week of you know Villa Park ones. Obviously, the Everton one's a bit of a strange one with everything going on off the field, um, but you still want to win the game. Brighton, I think, is a really good, you know, I know you like a nice litmus test. I think it's a really good one, this one. And then and then, and then, and then the Mustar one, I think, is going to be an interesting kind of, because we need to bounce back. And, of course, they beat they beat Altmar in pretty resounding fashion, didn't they? After being 3-0 down at half-time. Yeah, time. after being 3-0 down, yeah. Well, that, 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 if they're suddenly a live dog in this makes uh, the group battle, interesting, we, doesn't it? We, we need to beat them. That's all yeah, I have to say. We need to win our home games, really. Villa Park. If they beat us at Villa Park, we are uh, up shit creek. We've still got a paddle, but we'll, we'll be up shit creek. Hmm. Because the beauty of it is, you know, there is six games... And you can claw back, even if we lost against uh, Zrinski, you've got that double header against Alkmaar, you'd have to win probably both of them, and then you're right back in it yep. again. But there's a danger you might finish second, and then that's just extra games that you don't need. And, you know, if I, I, I if we play one of the Ajax, Marseille, and Brighton group, then it's certainly a real difficult test over two legs. It is. I mean, th- this is why this the, the Everton Cup game. I just there's nothing really good can come of this Everton Cup game. I wouldn't say that because I think you still want to win. It's still an opportunity to to do something in the cup, but you want to you want to get through in the minimum minimal amount of fuss if possible. Yeah, I mean, if it, I mean, if you were if you were told by the football gods you're only allowed to win two of the three, you would go for Brighton and Zrinski. Oh yeah, yeah, I think. yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if we we said before, you know, you you win that Everton game and you, you look at the way the rest of the draws shaped up, and all of a sudden there's a lot of Premier League teams who are going to go out. We don't want to be one of them because there's a real chance that you could get a winnable game in the next round. With Brighton on Saturday afternoon, Saturday lunchtime as well, I just can't see Villa putting a strong team out. The question will be how strong a team Everton put out because they have Luton coming up, which you'd expect for them to be a six-pointer. They want to start Yeah, but they don't have the biggest of squads though, do they? And they had a really good result no. at Brentford. It might be that Dyche sees it as the, a chance to get a bit of form and a bit of momentum. Well, that's the kind of team that they played well against even at the end of last season. You remember they went and done Brighton over 5-1, just with that tactic of that, get it up to the big man, let him put it in the yeah. net. Good tactic. Effective. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just get it up to John Duran and yes. uh, let him do the rest. Uh, speaking of John Duran, uh, those three games, w- w- how's he featuring in them? Will he start against Everton? I think he'll start the against Everton. I think he'll go with Watkins in the Brighton and in the uh, Mostar game. Yep. And depending on how the game's Probably, going, you know, you yeah. might use Watkins briefly against Everton. While we're here, we're going to do a, I mean, we will do a, a show on uh, Leisure Warsaw for sure. While we're here, my take was it, it was quite interesting. When you saw the lineup, when we were in the stadium and we saw the atmosphere, Jesus Christ, we saw the lineup and you go, I don't think that's a good idea. You don't, maybe one defender change you can get away with. But when none of that back four is like a partnership, it, so you got Con, Conza and Dean, you know, they're not a partnership together, are they? Because mm-hmm. there's a, you know, Longley in the middle. So you haven't got like a unit of at least three that plays regularly together because that atmosphere was fiendish and you need play, you need a back four or at least three of those four to be on some kind of, some kind of familiarity and you're kind of asking for trouble. So on social media, you're looking and people look, people won't criticize Emery at this stage and you know, that's completely understandable. So instead of going, yeah, that, that's not a great idea, they, they go, oh, that's an interesting lineup. Hmm. I'm looking at Longley and I'm thinking, blood him at home, in, in a, a, at home against Everton. Yes. A game that's not doesn't matter that much, but never mind that in an atmosphere that's e- easy. This was like, Jesus Christ. Same with Chambers. Chambers has had zero, virtually zero minutes. From what I gather after the game, Emery's admitted to uh, where he says it's a small tactical error, but I think that was the a wrong time to take chances in the defence. It's like your first game and it's potentially your hardest away game just because of that atmosphere. And I think he probably didn't take into account the atmosphere as much as he should have. And, you know, maybe that was a bit of a surprise because obviously when he's doing his analysis and checking things out, it's mainly watching tape, isn't it? Yeah, and you were looking at stats, but it, it just felt the mixture of the atmosphere being, you know, white hot and the actual atmosphere, you know, it was a warm evening and it, and it felt like Villa were just a bit, not necessarily a deer in the headlights, but they were a bit like, whoa, they were a bit shocked. And of course, they started so quickly. Luckily, we you know, we came back, you know, we'll, we'll come on to this in our, in our recording, but I think the fact yeah. that Warsaw kind of came right at them and I think Villa expected them to sit back and hit on the break which they kind of did for long periods but when they went Warsaw really went after Villa yeah? mm-hmm. and because they got the league we, lead we were always sort of chasing the game this is kind of relentless this atmosphere <laughs> you just kind of gave well, every up. time we got the ball it was bad enough when we had the ball at the back as soon as we'd crossed the halfway line they would just let rip it was incredible I've never heard yeah. noise like it the singing and the were, every time Villa had the ball they were booed whistling yeah. and really it's like wow that's what that's the way ties in Europe. Even when you were watching TV yeah. in the early days of the yeah, Champions yeah, League, yeah. used to be like you remember when Manchester United went to Galatasaray in that famous yeah. one. That was, and they always used to struggle. That's, that's what it should be. The price for a Disneyland Terrace View ticket: if you book early enough, you can get a cheap flights out, a night's accommodation, and a ticket to to watch a game in Germany or Poland or whatever. And it's what you know, it'll be one hell of an experience that you'll always remember, rather than. You know, sitting there with your lanyard with next to zero atmosphere. But it's sad because that's how you want to go to games. That's the atmosphere. I mean, those, you know, their fans must be fucking looking forward to every game when it, because everybody gets involved, all four sides of the ground. That's what we were surprised at, wasn't it? After the game, we said, sort of said, even like their version of the Trinity Road was stood up most of the game and they were bouncing. Yeah. And you expect the behind the goal ultras. And you know the other, you're thinking the other fans are there to watch that as well. But it's, everybody's involved. It was it was really impressive yeah. and fair play to them. Right on that note, and there's lessons to learn from them, and we will talk 
about that uh, in the show. Uh, it's definitely worth doing on on that game itself. But until next we meet, which will be something for the weekend, we'll return and uh, we will also slip in that Polish pierogi show as well. That's a good time for your it, enjoyment. By the way. No, it's not. It really isn't, is it? <laughs> Probably get a different kind of listener for that show if you put it out as the Polish Hashtag foodie show. podcasts. Hopefully you were following uh, the My Old Man Said Instagram where I was giving you a, a literal relentless taster. update on the food I was eating and I just went head first. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know the cuisine of Poland and that's why I'm, I was quite excited to go there just to really get stuck in. And I've got to admit, on point, in the Zurich cup as a joke to uh one person that got in touch uh zurich is like it's like a soup with sausage and egg and it's actually in a bowl made of bread so it soaks into the bread so you can actually eat the bread after the warsaw one far superior to the Wroclaw, however you pronounce it one i have to uh add so i had one at the start of the trip one at the end so i think it's still in my stomach now as i speak anyway until next time it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them Goodbye. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.